Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning. Member FDIC. And hello again, everybody. Mike Salmon, Stephen Julian with you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for another award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio. Be still my beating heart. You said award-winning. It's been so long since you've done that. You love that. I very much love that because we did win an award, Dead Gummit. You know who else has won a ton of awards? Subaru, and especially Subaru of Gwinnett. Love is what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Enjoy big savings and a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today or come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. How'd I do on that segue? That was really good. Yeah, you usually hate my segues, but that was great. I teed you up on that one. You did. We're so professional. I'm feeling great. You know what is even better is our guest. We love talking business, so let's jump right into it. Our first guest is Andre Wigfall. He's with uh, with Andre Wigfall Realty, uh, Keller Williams. Andre, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Awesome. Tell us all about uh, the, the realty company you're with and, and what you do. Oh, man, I've experienced five wonderful years. Uh, August 1st, actually, is my five-year anniversary. Yay. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, five wonderful years um, serving and helping people in the Gwinnett County areas and really all over um, Atlanta metro area. Um, one of the biggest joys of my heart is my passion uh, for helping people. So in that time, I've been with Keller Williams, um, Atlanta Partners, the entire time. And just making a big difference. Uh, Keller Williams stands behind the fact that we're not just a real estate company. We're actually a technology company. Um, so literally just right at the tip of our hands, if you need a realtor in another another state, I can help with that. If you need a realtor here in Georgia, I can definitely help with that. <laughs> so um, just really just really loving what we do. Yeah. So celebrating five years as of this recording, uh, why real estate? What got you into it? Uh, how'd you find yourself there? And, and why have you stayed uh, for the five years other than being able to help people? Sure. I'm going to go ahead and start with this word here, purpose. The next one is going to be passion. Um, our company slogan is your dreams are purpose. And the biggest joy that I find in helping other people is that when you walk into that home and, and they love it, they turn around, they look at you, and you can see like the whites in their eyes, and they, they turn around and they just smile. Nothing said. It's like a conversation is happening between the home and that client. Now, the way I got in real estate was um, a friend of mine, actually I was training him because I was a personal trainer before this. Um, he said to me, he was like, you know, you're really a people's person. I said, thank you, I'd like to think so. I mean, this is the, the service industry. And he said, you ever thought about selling homes? And I said, no, <laughs> selling homes, well, what, what's that? So we talked some more. Um, I ended up selling my house, and he was um, our realtor, and he allowed me to shadow him. So just seeing what he did versus what I was doing, I was like, this is the same thing. It's just now as a real estate agent, I don't have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go train somebody. <laughs> but when you are giving a tour of a house, you tell people to go down and give them 20 burpees or run down the stairs and come back up 10 times. You ever do that? Especially if they're late. 
Do not be late. Show up early. I like that. <laughs> Nothing well, wrong with that. I, I was going to ask what makes you unique and, and different because there's a lot of realtors out there, sure. and that's one answer right there, sure. I would say. Mm-hmm. But but on a serious note, uh, you know, what is it about Andre that uh, we should, you know, obviously you want to interview the realtors that you t- you're talking to. You want to sure. vet them out, and you want to pick the best one. Why should we go with Andre? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to start with the word likable. I like to think I'm a likable guy. And a wise man once said, people like you, they'll listen to you. But if they trust you, they'll do business with you. Ooh. I'll take it a step further. They'll not only do business with you, but they'll also send their friends, their family, uh, coworkers. So it's just a trust factor. You know, I played football at the University of South Carolina for a guy named Lou Holtz. Y'all ever heard of him? I have heard of him. And our team motto under Lou Holtz was trust, care, and commitment. So the first thing there is trust. If I can build your trust, you're going to know that it's a different experience than you've never had before. And just, just sitting down and, and introducing what it's like to, to sell a home, to buy a home in this market. Because markets change all the time. You know, what, what is today won't be what was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it's really just about getting the trust and being honest and upfront. Let me flip the tables on you for a second, Andre, um, because you're talking about the things that make you stand out and make you different. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an opportunity to give some advice to our listeners. If they're talking to some other realtor, let's assume it's a different area where you don't service, right? So that way, because if they're in this area, of course, they should call you. Let's just assume that. But they're in a different area. What advice would you give someone who's interviewing a realtor or talking to a realtor that if they hear or notice give me one or two things that they should turn tail and run. They should find a different realtor. Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, the number one thing I would say is whatever realtor that you're vetting, have a Zoom call with them. Yeah, we may still be social distancing and, and all that. I get that. I understand. Look that person in the eye. Hmm. Let them tell you about some of their successes and even some of their downfalls. Yeah. What they've seen in the market, why they've been successful. And then please never go out with a realtor that you have not had a one-on-one buyer consultation with. Mm. It could be 30 minutes, could be 45 minutes, but they should tell you what to look out for in this market and what you should, what you should be expecting, really. So you're really talking about the right realtor for anyone is one they can build a good relationship with. I mean, so you're really kind of giving advice on how to start a relationship and feel comfortable because and that goes back to your thing mm-hmm. of trust that's right so trust is a huge thing trust is a huge thing so if you don't trust them don't do business with them absolutely our guest again is um andre wigfall with andre wigfall realty and keller williams and uh andre you said five years now you've been in the business and you've been loving it and passionate about it i'm sure you've got some success stories that you could share with us i do absolutely do um here, here's one Things are, are definitely different right now um, while we're doing this show. We've experienced a, a global pandemic, something that we've not seen before in our lifetime. Um, and one of the biggest success stories I have as of late, I've been working with a client. We're under contract right now. Um, we might have written maybe nine or ten offers on homes, which is something that has never happened to me in my real estate career. Um, before now, I'd maybe write one or two offers and boom, we're under contract. We're celebrating. So really the biggest success story um and and i say this to everyone that may be listening don't give up there's opportunity right around the corner and and this is so cliche if you get a yes now yeah you had some no's and i got you closer to the yes we all know that but just just hang in there there's a reason why you started and sometimes you and your routine may may need to go back and revisit why is it that i'm doing this why is it that i'm on this journey especially before you give up um, a couple other quick success stories is even in this market, I've had two more going to contract 
the very first day we went out, they found their dream home. They turned around, looked at me with the whites in their eyes like a kid on Christmas, and we got them on the contract. So there is a such thing as in this crazy seller's market right now where sellers getting twenty, thirty thousand dollars above asking price with no appraisal contingencies, um, there's still success out there for you. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the current market we're in. And we talked about this before the show mm-hmm. because I don't know when someone's listening to this. When someone's listening to this, it may be more closer to two thousand eight, two thousand nine when mm-hmm. nobody was buying and everybody you know, I mean so the market has these times where it's awesome for sellers, tough for buyers. It, sometimes it's great for buyers, tough for sellers. Mm-hmm. As a as a real estate agent, as as the realtor, someone helping someone, how do you? What do you bring to the table? Sure. Uh, it sounds like it's a little bit of part time counselor, <laughs> uh, psychiatrist, things like mm-hmm. that. But but how are you helping when when things are more abnormal uh, than than they than a calm real estate market? Sure. It's, it's not only, like I said before, revisiting the, the reason why we're on the journey, but sometimes it's just it's the psychological behind it. I had one uh, client tell me recently, I refuse to rent anymore. I've been renting for, I think they moved here from Pennsylvania or somewhere, and they've been renting for like five or six years. And he said, I know that I'm not getting any of that money back, so why would I keep doing this? But then on the flip side, now we're out looking at houses and we keep getting outbid, so it's like, okay, I'll just give up and rent again. Um, you ever heard the saying, uh, when's the best um, time to plant a tree? I think somebody said 25 years ago, when's the next best time? Now. So it's really about seizing the moment, seizing the opportunity. Now, once you speak to that uh, financial, um, the financial piece, be it like the lender of your choice or maybe someone I prefer to you, once we put everything out on the table, is now the best time? Um, maybe you need to save up some more money. Well, if you need to save up more money, you don't have money for a down payment in in this climate of the market. Okay, yeah, we do need to wait. But if you've done all that, dotted all your I's, crossed your your T's, I'm saying, man, let's jump in the car. Let's go, go, go. And that's why it comes back to the trust, because if they trust you, Mm -hmm. then that trust leads to listening. And your job is to give advice, even if that advice might not be most financially advantageous for you as the as the agent yes. as the realtor because it might be weight you know oh, helping yeah. them buy let's come back six months let's come back 12 months let's put a plan together of how you're gonna be able to compete better in this crazy crazy uh, seller's market and i'm glad you said that one of the things i always talk about in our buyer consultation that zoom call we do in the very beginning um, of our relationship our journey and i say that when we set expectations, I go with expectations for you, I go with expectations for me. And I just, I just put it all out there on the table. That way we know if it's a good fit or not. But I always say, um, there are gonna be times throughout this journey where I may tell you something that you don't wanna hear. I'm gonna tell you that up front because that's again where, that tr- where trust comes back in. Because I would rather tell you no now than disappoint you later. When everything is on the line, your lease is about to run out and we have maybe, what, 30 days before you need to find yourself, yourself a home before you're homeless. So that's really what it's about. Again, our guest is Andre Wigfall, and uh, he's a realtor and been doing it for five years. Do you miss the personal training business and and the competitiveness of being a former athlete as well? Ah, uh, the competitive is, is still there. The competitiveness, especially in this market, <laughs> I'm doing say. pushups every night. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Ugh. like last week, I was like, man, let me do 100 pushups because I'm frustrated right now. We didn't get this offer, but um, I I do miss some aspects of the personal training. Um, because I did it for so long. I did it in L.A., I did it here in Georgia. Um, but it's still in the same realm of helping someone. Mm. So I, I still get to help you out, and I still get to do push-ups when I get frustrated because I want this for you just as bad as you want it for yourself. And in training, you're trying to build a long-term relationship 
through weekly or two times a week or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of meeting in real estate, you still want that long-term relationship, but it's a little harder. It's definitely harder, but I will say it's so much more rewarding. Mm. And I say that because I recently had a client right before we closed, he turned around and looked at me and I'm like, oh gosh, dude, you're crying. And he was like, you just don't know. I, I did not think that this would be possible for me to go on this mortgage to provide for my family. And in that moment is when I knew that this was so much more about than just selling a house. It yeah. was about purpose wow. and helping you meet your purpose. Because when you were doing personal training, people were crying, but for other reasons. <laughs> <Different> reasons. <laughs> crying and saying some words I won't repeat on the radio because my mom might be listening. Hey, mom. <laughs> Hello, Andre's mom. Great job. For those that would like to find out more and look you up and say, maybe I like, I like what I'm hearing from this guy. I want to check him out a little bit. What's the best way to find out more about you? Sure. So Instagram um, and social media, of course, platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Andre Wigfall Realty. And then also... Yeah. And then also by my cell phone number, it would be, I had to ask for permission. He just asked permission of us to give his cell phone number on the air. Hey, everybody listening. Everybody hey, listening. I didn't want you to start charging me. Yeah, stop right now. Get a pen out, right? Because he took time to ask. So everybody write down Andre's cell phone number. All right, y'all ready? Here we go on three. One, two, three. Six, seven, eight, nine, six, zero, nine, zero, five, five. And now that everybody's written that down, if they need... Uh, to buy or sell real estate, they can call you. Uh, if they know someone who needs to buy or sell real estate, give them Andre's number. By the way, service area, what you said, you, you did say at the beginning, if you're out of state, I can refer you. What kind of area do you service as far as buying and selling? Sure. Buying and selling all of greater Atlanta metro area. I mean, everything from Fairburn all the way out to Winder, even sold a home in Savannah. Oh, that wow. was fun. <laughs> That's not Metro Atlanta. I it's not. To say it, so just really all of Georgia, yeah. Before we went on the air, we're talk, I was asking you about, you know, where, where's a good website to send people to? You said, no, no, send everybody to Instagram, and, and, and it, it's at, at Andre Wigfall Realty. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, and I checked out your Instagram. I'm like, I'm probably going to see all these homes there. And it's, it's you, it's your mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. It's, it wasn't what I was expecting. So it really mm-hmm. feels more personable. That's right. And, and I believe that's what it should be. Nobody likes to be sold. And of course, this is cliche. I know somebody over there is driving to work, whatever, they're rolling their eyes. This guy's so cliche. It's the truth. I'm ready to buy a home, but I don't want you to sell me on the idea of buying a home. So if I can let you know that this is where you are, this is your real world capacity, this is how we're going to help you get there. My team and I, we're literally going to go full go, all gas, no brakes, and get you there. And I want to add, too, a multi-talented Andre, because you said you're a drummer yes. in your church, mm-hmm. and you've been actually got a lot of business through the church. Mm-hmm. I found that very interesting. It is, because um, I've been the face of the church, because um, I do acting as well. I'm a union actor. What, okay, what don't you do? Sleep. Okay. <laughs> I don't sleep much. <laughs> but um, I've been the face of the church for a while. Um, we used to do like the welcome videos um, yeah. pre-COVID, and I was the face. So everybody already knew me because I'm the face when you first walk into the church in, in the morning introductions. And then me being the drummer where they know that guy because he's always busting those cymbals and making all this loud racket over there in the corner. Um, but then when I got into real estate, it was simple as helping people. We started doing home buying seminars. I think we've done maybe four or five now. And it's just been a great way of educating, educating. I may not end up working with you, and that's okay. Sometimes it's a little harder for me to digest. However, the number one thing is about educating you, making sure that you make the best decision for your family. Totally uh, off subject here, best drummer of all time. Oh, man, it's a lot of guys. I love the tricks that Tony Royster Jr. does, mm. but also I love the, the, the smooth pocket that some of the old school drummers give you as well. So I'm, I'm just really in between. Um, if I had to throw a name out there, matter of fact, 
I'm gonna say Travis Barker. Okay. I mean, because he gets wild and I mean just crazy, but he's so smooth at the same time. It's almost like an oxymoron. I always heard Ringo Starr was underrated. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, you got to think about everybody he had around him. That's like having an all-star on a football team and everybody's an all-star making it to the Pro right. Bowl. See, I was going to ask him to do a, if he did a Lou Holtz impression. I liked your question better. That's good. Ah, I got you. I actually do have one, but um, I may have to center it out a little bit because he, he was just such a great guy. Yeah. So, so it was like the Scotty Pippen to the Michael Jordans around him. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Uh, Andre, great to meet you. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you guys for having me. Andre Wigfall with Andre Wigfall Realty and Keller Williams. Mike, before we get to our next guest, I want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions. We're here to, Regions is here to help your business's financial future stay on track. Regions Commercial Banking has a team of experienced bankers in Gwinnett who can guide you in all areas of growth. You've heard many of them here on this show. Get the resources you need so every step can move you closer to your business goals. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member FDIC. Just talked about um, selling and buying homes. How about buying and selling a business? Yeah, let's talk about it. So, Stephen, let's uh, join our next guest. It's uh, Yasmin John Daly. John Daly. Yasmin. I'll take it. Uh, how about you correct us? Yasmin John Daly. Yes, she says it so much better. She does. It's As almost it's like it's her name. name. Yeah, yeah. It's As like you've heard it before. Name. Starwood Business Group is the company, Atlanta Business Brokers. Tell us what you do. So, uh, I am a professional, since 2005, professional business broker that helps owners of privately held companies whenever they're ready to sell, move on, and transition to the next phase of their life. And you've been doing this for a while. Since 05. Yeah. 2005 or 1905? (laughs) How old do I look, man? (laughs) Do I need a new skincare regimen? Is that what you're telling me? Well, you started when you were 16, apparently, Uh, right? Apparently. That's right, yes. (laughs) See how I saved that poorly? Yes. But types types of businesses that you work with and types of businesses that you sell? That's a great question. So I love... I saved myself. (laughs) One of the things I love about what I do is the fact that I get the opportunity to learn about so many different kinds of businesses and industries. So I don't really limit myself to any particular kind of business because here's the thing, the, the formula, so to speak, for selling a business is pretty much the same, regardless of what kind of business it is. But, uh, and I'm never going to be an expert in every kind of business. I am going to be an expert in selling businesses. So having the relationship with my clients, uh, they will help me learn about their companies so that I can speak to prospective buyers intelligently and be able to answer their questions. But they're the experts on their business. I'm the expert in selling it. Mm. And uh, go back to your question, almost all kinds of, there are certain things that I like to stay away from that I'll, you know, pass on maybe to a colleague. But for the most part, I'm uh, open to almost any kind of business. So just to clarify one thing, and this, forgive me if this is an incredibly naive question. So you work exclusively with people who are selling businesses. That's right. My clients are the sellers. Okay. That's right. So I, there are other people who do business brokering and, and I think there are other people who do both or who would say they do both. Why focus strictly on the selling? Well, that's 
That's another really good question. Thank so, you. business brokerage, you guys are on a roll today. It's almost like we <laughs> do this. So, we both now saved the start of the interview. There so you good go. job. Let's go from So, here. it's very different from real estate where you have uh, where co-brokering for example is just the norm. That's not always the case in business brokerage. Uh, some brokers do co-broke, but sometimes they don't. So, we there's a there's a saying, another cliche if you will in our industry that a good business will always sell, but a good buyer does not always buy. Mm. So if you focus on getting really good, strong listings and representing good, strong quality businesses, they will sell. And there are lots of buyers out there. Of course, not every buyer is right for every business, but once the stars align and everything matches and uh, we've got a great fit, we you know, move the deal forward onto closing. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm uh, my day job is I'm an independent financial advisor. I work with a lot of business owners, and, and I also joke that uh, it says on the Internet that 72% of statistics are made up. But there is a statistic. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln said that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he created the Internet That's anyway. Right. In um, 1906. Exactly. So, uh, 05. The, uh, the, one of the things that's been stated uh, and kind of given a statistic is so many business owners they all, you know, kind t- of talk about what's your exit strategy. You know, people want to sell their business at the end of, of, of their work life. And they, the, the statistic says that they just, they don't understand how to value their business or everybody overvalues their business while they're working on it. What's the process for you as the person helping that business owner sell? What's the process to get them to understand their true business valuation? Uh, so the first thing that we do is obviously gather historical financial information for the business. So usually three years, corporate tax returns and PL statements. So that's the first thing for me when I'm pre-screening my prospective clients is do they have all of those things? So you start with the numbers. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Great, yeah. Well, okay. numbers don't lie and cash is king. We are on a cliche roll today. But <laughs> I mean, it just, it is what it is, yeah. right? Um, and so... That's the first thing that I do is review the financials, recast for cash flow, right? Seller's discretionary cash flow. And the other thing that I do after I finish my valuation process is I reach out to my preferred uh, SBA lender. Even if it's not a deal that could potentially qualify for an SBA loan, but I reach out to her anyway. Her name is Susan Kite, Georgia Primary Bank. Just have to throw her in there. She's great. Uh, <laughs> and I say, Susan, I've got this business. Here's the financials. I think the business is worth X. Do you think it will cash flow for a loan at that at that value? And she'll say, yeah, I think we can make it work. Or no, give me another number. Let's try another number. So I try to do all of that before I meet back again with the prospective client. And I say, listen, I think your business is worth X. And we can justify that because we have a bank that says, yeah, that that cash flow can justify a loan of that amount. So then a part, so you start with the numbers, but it also sounded like you ended with the numbers. What else besides numbers factor into what you can get someone for their business? Well, so you also have to look at the uh, infrastructure of the business, not necessarily physical infrastructure, right? But when you have businesses where the owner is the business, those are typically very challenging, not impossible, just more challenging to transition because then you've got your clients, your suppliers, any staff. Well, what's going to happen when, you know, Bob leaves? 
is everybody else going to leave as well? So those are doable. Uh, you end up with a little bit more unique structures for the sale and also maybe a little bit longer term transition and training period than a traditional business would. So I look at how, how um, quote unquote, replaceable the owner is, right? The infrastructure of the business, client base, right? The percentage of revenue from each client. Um, it really just falls, again, you say numbers, but really it falls down to numbers. It really does. It really does. Yeah. I mean, that's just what numbers, the person coming in to buy a business, they need to know three things. Number one, can I pay myself a salary from this business? Does this cash flow pay me a salary? Number two, if I borrow money or take on debt to buy this business, can this business service that debt itself? Because who wants to buy a business and then shell money out of their own pocket every month to pay for it? And then number three, can I take from that cash flow and reinvest back into that business to grow it in, in whichever way I need to? Because again, nobody's gonna buy a business, keep it status quo. Their goal is always to grow and expand in whatever way is appropriate for that business. So yeah, it's all back down to the numbers. <laughs> Yasmin, you're also in a very competitive business, yes. much like the real estate market. And and I know that as a business owner myself, because it seems like every day I'm getting an email or notification from somebody says, hey, would you like to sell your business? Sure. So I know you're in a very competitive field. So what? just like you want to vet out your realtor, I want to vet out my broker for my business. Sure. What types of questions should I be asking brokers? That's great. So you want to absolutely ask them, how long they've been in business, right? Uh, their percent close rate. And, and in all fairness, it's a challenging industry, challenging markets, even in the best of times. Sometimes only 30 to 40% of businesses will actually sell, but you still wanna ask somebody their closing rate. You wanna ask them their listing to sales ratio. That's always a good thing to know because if their listing to sales ratio is you know, 40%, that means they're overpricing their businesses, right? So you also want to ask them about uh, any memberships that they may have or certifications or licenses or, or awards or any recognition that they may have received in the industry that shows them as an expert. Um, I'm very uh, proud to have earned the CBI designation, which is Certified Business Intermediary. There are fewer than 500 of us in the world, and so I'm very proud of that. We were recently voted Best Business Brokers of Atlanta for 2021. Very proud of that as well. But um, really the thing that gives me the most uh, pride is the feedback and uh, comments that I get from my uh, clients and former clients, both sides of the table, buyers and sellers. Well, and I, th and I think, you know, anyone deciding to sell their business, it's a very emotional decision. Yeah. And to not necessarily feed on that emotion and instead help them stay with the numbers yeah. and stay with facts and the fact that you get bank consideration or you get, you know, bank loan consideration before you even really sit down, that, that's got to be helpful to people. Mm -hmm. So let me ask um, for any business owners, you know, a lot of times people go, well, I'm not ready to sell my business. Sure. Are there, before they decide I'm ready to start thinking about selling my business, are there reasons for them to meet with someone like you? Are there uh, ways that they can interact with you? Are there things that you offer, workshops or anything like that? Kind of talk about what business owners can do today, even if they're not thinking about selling their business soon. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one story that I like to tell is I met with a, a par couple of partners who own a business and uh, we established a, a good relationship. Every year they would send me their updated financials so I would update their 
uh, valuation. And that went on for about four or five years. And after five years, uh, he reached out and he said, you know what? I think this is the time. We've gotten to the time and we've gotten to the place that now it's time to, and we sold the business. So yeah, it's never too soon to start planning and thinking about what your exit strategy is going to be. Even if you don't ever implement it or you know act on it, you need to know what's going on and when you know okay maybe in 10 years your child is going to be old enough to take over the business well what if they don't want to what if that's not their thing you think your partner might want to buy you out well maybe that's not so you always have to have a plan and I even tell that to buyers at the closing table it sounds counterintuitive I said listen congratulations um, now start working on your exit strategy <laughs> you know and so you know it's it's about getting talking to a professional like me getting your books in order getting a, a policy and procedure manual in place an employee manual in place you know all of those things that will help to make your business that much more substantial that much more, that much more transferable and um, because when you have a really good buyer come to the table and we're on the the due diligence process when the buyer sees that you're organized and you've got your stuff and you've got your paperwork and everything's ready to go man that confidence level just goes right back up and they said you know what i am buying myself a good business that has been established well and is run well speaking of preparing your business for sale you have as, as we do this podcast today middle of august of 2021 you've got a seminar or something coming up, don't you? I do. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Do you do me those? Do you do those often? <laughs> well, I've uh, had the opportunity to be invited as a as a panelist and guest speaker at different events uh, related to business brokerage. This is the first time I'm. Uh, hosting my own. So I'm very excited. Invite everybody to join. It's uh, September 17th, 2021. That's a Friday. Starts at 11 a.m. And all the information's on our website, starwoodbusinessgroup.com. But the uh, the seminar is designed specifically for business owners to help them prepare their business for sale. And whether it's your thinking of this year or in three to four, five, six, seven years, whatever, it's, it's for everybody. There's no pressure. There's no obligation. You don't have to list your business. And if you do, you don't have to list with me, although I'd love that. But the idea is to help educate people, give them tools and knowledge so that we can empower them to run their business properly, successfully, and uh, maximize the value of their business once they get ready to sell. All right. I'll challenge you with this question. You're doing this in sept on September 17th, 2021. Yes. And is this online or in person, by the way? In person. Okay. Good question. Where in person? Let me let me follow up with that. I guess they get the information. At, at yeah, Star. it's in our office in okay. Alpharetta. Perfect. So uh, Starwoodbusinessgroup.com That's right. Is the website where the information's at. Okay. That's right. All right. So is the plan, is the hope that this might be an annual thing? This might be something you do again. If it goes well the first time, hey, as long as business owners want to talk, I'm here to. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd love to do it on an annual basis. And uh, I mentioned Georgia Primary Bank earlier is because they also are a co-sponsor yeah. of the seminar. And Susan will be there to help um, address some SBA loan questions and preparing businesses uh, for SBA loan qualification. I think we got a scoop that not only is it September 17, 2021, but possibly in the future. Possibly. I'd love that. <laughs> that was a leading question to the witness, by oh, the way. It, it was. I totally, <laughs> Mike Wallister. I hope you don't mind me asking this question. How do you engage with your clients? In other words, do you take a percentage of what the business is sold for, or is there a retainer fee? How, do, how does that work? Yeah, great question. And I don't, is that, is that, is typical, is it typical across the industry, or is it different for every broker? Uh, there's no set 
a compensation uh, schedule in the industry. It varies. Uh, so that'd be a good question to ask any brokers you talk to. Sure, that's right. And so if you ask them, okay, do you, what are your upfront fees? What are your, uh, for me, I, I personally don't like the word commission. Uh, I prefer success fee because I only get paid when I'm successful. If I'm, <clears throat> if I don't sell your business, I'm not successful. I don't get paid. That's just the that's just the end of it. But if people want to irritate you, they could call that a commission. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I like I'll success fee better. Listen, I'll still take it. <laughs> I mean, if you say, here's your commission check, I'm On not going to say no. the memo line the check. They're going to no. say commission. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, it, it's because it's just to indicate, again, it's a success fee. And when I'm successful, when you're successful, I'm successful. And uh, so, no, there's no set fee structure. And uh, we're happy to sit down and talk to any prospects and advise them. And I would imagine if it's a, if it's a success fee at the end, obviously that's negotiated at the beginning before they engage you to help sell the business. Yeah, well, it's part of our yeah. um, engagement agreement. That's Perfect. correct. Great. Well, for those that would like to find out more about Starwood Business Group, you already gave the website. Is, mm -hmm. that, is that the best place to get all the information? That's the best place. You know, we update our listings there. Um, they can also sign up for our newsletter through the website where we send out regular newsletters with information updates. And um, email as well is always good. I'm not as young and hip and cool as Andre, I think, with the Instagram and all of that. So you want to give an email? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'll give an email. Yasmin at starwoodbusinessgroup.com. Also, you can just go to the contact us page on my website and send a message through there. And spell it for those that are spelling challenged. Yasmin is spelled. Y-A-S-M-I-N-E at right. starwoodbusinessgroup.com. But I also, may I mention one last thing? No, you can't. We're out of time. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> She's doing it anyway. anyway. Okay. Man, goodness gracious. <laughs> Nobody listens to us. I have to mention my own artistic abilities since Andre is a, is a drummer and a, a, an actor, and that's so impressive. I am also an actor, but behind the microphone actor. So I do voiceover. So maybe someday we can do something together. You be the face of it. I'll be the voice of it. How about that? So his face, but your voice coming out of his face. I think that face. would be just so cool, don't you think? I'm picturing that right now. That would be so interesting. Cool would be, yeah, cool, I guess. I don't know if her voice would come out of his face, <laughs> his face, and then her narration yeah, of former, his actions. Yeah, former football player, personal <clears throat> exactly, trainer, and exactly. that's the voice coming out. I think we'd go viral. Would we know your voice on any commercials or any elevators or anything like that? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, well, the one of the largest things I did was uh, TEDx. Okay. Uh, because TEDx uh, started a TEDx Arab in Arabic mm -hmm. and in uh, collaboration with the uh, Qatar Foundation. So, and I speak Arabic and Spanish. So that was one of the ones I did in Arabic and English. Wow. So that if you go, if you Google TEDx, uh, TEDx Arabic uh, and look for the promo ad, that's me. Nice. Yeah. But I do a lot of uh, documentaries and yeah. books on tape and educational videos and, and uh, that sort of thing. You have a very soothing voice. Well, thank you very much. All the talent of our guests today, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling kind of, you know, I don't know what the word is. Yeah, I know a lot of baseball statistics. Shallow. That's that's, uh, that's yeah. my, that's I my skill. No talents yeah. whatsoever. Hey, there's a guided you're, you're meditation, You're a great center fielder too. and leadoff hitter. Mm. What's that? There's a guided meditation that I did last year in the midst of COVID uh, to help people kind of. Calm, calm down. down so find that why are you not hosting a podcast here on business radio x hey, what's up with that let's talk about it <laughs> okay great thank you so much for joining us My great pleasure. to see you thank you for having me again i want to thank uh, both our guests uh, yasmin and andre as well for joining us here on the program steven do you have any final words wow just throw it right over to me i do uh the final word is onomatopoeia
No, I can come up with a better one. Member FDIC. Thanks, uh, Amanda. Another great job uh, producing our show. Till next time, for Steve and I, Mike, and we'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio. Mm-hmm.